Welcome everyone. It is the Tradition Show and today we have an exciting guest. We have Megan Eddings here and her yes. awesome clothing and lifestyle company. And can you tell us a little bit about that and uh, about your company? Yeah, so I'm actually rocking one of the tank tops right now. Perfect. It's obviously always repping hard. <laughs> but um, Excel Lifestyle, I, I actually invented fabric that doesn't smell no matter how much you sweat. And I was tired of throwing away my husband's workout clothes that stunk. And this is going back, like, time flies, like, over four years ago. Yeah. And it seems like, sometimes it seems like yesterday, sometimes it seems, you know, like, a hundred years ago. But, uh, so I invented fabric um, that doesn't stink. It's uh, patent pending in 120 countries. And cool. we officially just launched August of 2019. So we just officially started selling shirts for men and women. Congratulations. That's so good. And you invented uh, your own fabric because you were a nerd, because you uh, used to be a chemist, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's funny. I'm like, so my husband and I met on a blind date eight years ago, actually up here in the Heights area. Okay. And uh, one of the first questions, you know, you talk about like, oh, you know, where'd you go to college? What'd you major in? <laughs> and so he majored in physics. And, yeah. and I told him chemistry. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is nerd love. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So awesome. basically, I used my chemistry background um, to really just work on, I used two things, my chemistry background to develop the fabric, but I've also been in sales after all my lab work, and so I'm not afraid to ask for help and cold call and just yeah. straight up call strangers. So yeah. I called a lot of people on the East Coast that are literally yarn and science gurus and scientists. Um, so I got a lot of my information from them too, and they were so kind just to basically tell me all this information about fabric and not charge me a dollar. That's awesome. That's super cool. I sent him a few tips treats. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and your your accent, it's 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 a little it's like South Texas, I'm guessing. Like Yeah, oh, close or, to yeah. the border of Texas and Rhode Island. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah, born and raised Rhode Island awesome. and Whenever I, uh, I get really excited, it comes out a little bit. When I have some adult beverages, it comes out. Usually. That's up for you to decide what's going on right now. But uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm originally from Minnesota, so my accent comes out a little, a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, Minnesota. So, yeah, I'm going to miss my family soon, so it's definitely going to come out when I come back. Absolutely. Awesome. So do you ever catch your like husband like sniffing the clothes and be like, does it stink or is it stink? You know what the funny thing is? <laughs> He has the worst, it's something like genetic. He has the worst <laughs> sense of smell. Yeah, so really? even though I keep telling this whole story, I'm like, oh, my husband's stinky workout clothes. Yeah. He never really smelled it. Yeah. Um, so even now, he doesn't really smell his clothes because even if they did, I mean, of course the Excel lifestyle doesn't stink, but yeah. I don't really catch him smelling anything. A, because he only wears Excel. No, he has the worst sense of smell. So no. this, yeah. No, he has extra protection. He's like, I don't need to worry about it anymore. These clothes are perfect. Well, and it's funny. So I tell everyone, I'm like, here's the deal. I can control the way your clothes smell, but I can't control your personal hygiene and your body odor. So you still have to shower, you still have to wear deodorant, yeah. um, but I can just, you know, I can control keeping your garments fresh smelling. That's, that's truly awesome. It's an amazing product that you've been able to design. What do you feel was like the, the key driving force to becoming an entrepreneur? Was it, do you feel like it was really about the need or is like, this was kind of like something that you wanted to do ever since you were younger or? Yeah, so I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, my parents didn't go to college. I didn't have any entrepreneurs ever in my life, even uh -huh. throughout college. It was all wow. like just science-based and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I, even it's funny, my, one of my ex-bosses, who's still one of my great friends at Siemens Medical, he okay. uh, 
took a job like being a North America manager for this like company that was trying to bring their product to North America. And yeah. he's like, Megan, he's like, I love building things from scratch. I'm like, dude, I thought we were friends. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. who would ever want to build something from scratch? It's like 10 years ago. And dot, dot, dot. Right. Right. Um, yeah. The driving force, I, my husband, he's, I mean, he's really, not that he's part of Excel, but because we just mar we're married, we talk about it. <laughs> but we both realize the value that we can bring to really anything. Um, we, both, we have a passion for giving back and we both work extremely hard. And so even when we first started dating before we were even engaged, we're like, man, maybe we should start our own company someday and put all of our tools and our skill set to something. Yeah. Had no idea what that something was going to be. Um, but then basically it was just stinky workout clothes. And I even like, I mean, this was like eight months and I was still doing medical equipment sales. I mean, I loved my boss, I loved my job, but I would be sitting in parking lots of hospitals, like I should have been like prepping for the next meeting to like sell, but I'm like researching fabric. and so. I just couldn't shake that here I am selling these MRI machines for $3 million, yet we don't have apparel that doesn't stink. I, I just, it couldn't, yeah. I couldn't fake, so I'm like, well, let's just see what happens. There you go. Dabble in it a little wow, bit. Wow, that's uh, cool. And how did you come up with the name, I sell I sell? Sitting yeah. on the couch. Um, and honestly, I, it's funny, like anything they say, like just write down, like any, you know, no such thing as a bad word, just write them all down. So my husband and I were just sitting there and we just wrote down like a hundred words. I couldn't, I literally, if we wrote down a hundred, I couldn't even tell you the other 99. And so we wanted it to be something that's like empowering, community driven, yeah. given love, inspiring, but also a little bit of a science base. Yeah. Um, so the word yeah, accelerate, that's like a physics word mm -hmm. mostly. Um, and then obviously, you know, to move faster, et cetera. And so we just shorted accelerate to Excel and I'm like, Excel sounds too hard. And, but I thought, you know, yes, I'm going to be making clothing and apparel, but it's more than that. It's like the mission of giving back and inspiring people. So then just the word lifestyle came. So Excel lifestyle short for the word accelerate, like accelerate your happiness, your health and, and giving back. I guess a little bit of physics too, an object of motion stays in motion. You got right? it. Yeah. And whether it be a person giving, continues yep. to give. I like that. Exactly. That's, that's, I love so, that reminds me of that. So you're, you're an apparel company basically. But <laughs> we were. Yeah, yeah. we were. And that's, that's what I kind of wanted to like kind of steer yeah. towards. Yeah. And um, and then this, this pandemic of COVID kind of came about and, uh, and you came up with masks. And that's, it's, so tell us about it's, that. I mean, you know, it's insane. It's funny how, and everyone always says, oh, every situation, well, not everyone, but I believe this, that every situation that happens in life, you might not realize why it's happening, even if it's really crappy, but you know, years down the road, that's why that happened. Mm -hmm. So it was really important to me to have everything in Excel lifestyle apparel from the, from the thread to the fabric, to the sewing, be domestic, no sweatshops and have everything sure. ethically made, made USA. People are like, oh, I can't be done. You won't be able to make a profit. And I'm like, oh, I can't be done. <laughs> Tell me that again. Yeah. yeah. So we'll start with that. Then the pandemic happened. And it was the week before March 20th, like March 19th or roughly. I have a fabulous consultant, Melissa. She basically works with creative brands on all creative strategies. And she's, she's just incredible. And so she literally texted me on that Friday morning and I was up on my computer, you know, like we all do. And she's like, I'm this thing on the CDC. They keep saying hospital workers, um, if you're running out of masks, just use a bandana, cotton cloth, anything you can find. And because everything's domestically made, all of my Prima fabric, we have fabric here in the States. We yeah. had about enough to make 16,000 masks here in Houston and then enough to make like 90,000 masks in California. But a lot of these companies, like these huge companies that we know, they didn't start making masks for like 
two or three months because all their fabric was stuck overseas. Yeah, um, so Melissa is the is I I will always thank Melissa um, <laughs> for <you> putting <laughs> the seed in the brain, and then we just we just started rocking and rolling and making masks. That's awesome, and your masks are incredible because super you know, comfortable. They're they're awesome because you know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you pass around. Suckers. Because when so I hot. when I bought some, um, they have the pocket in them as well. You can get yeah yeah. Because my uh, my cousin needed them because she's that's a doctor, right. and uh, you're able to put the actual um, filters filter in there as exactly. Well. Yeah, so it's that's that's incredible. Yeah, so we offer our masks either with or without filter. Uh, we started with black and white, but now um, because we're on contract with the military, we have Coyote Tan. And actually, like these that. are some local brands. Um, Tootsie's over on Kirby and Westheimer. They bought hundreds of masks. Um, it's actually the 30th year for Susan G. Komen here in Houston. Yep. So uh -huh. they uh, purchased a bunch of masks and we donated masks as well. So that's their Pink for 30 logo. So and then cool. Ellie Francisco is a baller entrepreneur here in Houston. Uh -huh. um, so these are just a few that I brought, but cool. Yeah, that's incredible. And so you said you have a military contract. Do <laughs> go on because I know you've. Navy SEALs, or yeah. I mean, you've the got, U.S. Yeah. Navy, the Navy SEALs, and uh, Marines. We just got last week ten thousand masks, yeah. and it's so funny. Like, geez, three years ago, I went to a class on how to get your product on a government contract. Because we all know, once you're on a government <laughs> contract, like the money just flies yeah. right in. You just kind of sit back and like. So, so I'm sitting in this class, taking all these notes, and the lady basically says. To get on a government contract, you have to fill out a stack of paper this big. Mm -hmm. So then you have to hire someone who's done it before to help you walk through it. Oh, and then by the way, you have to have a product that you've been selling commercially or selling yeah. before the government for two years before the government will even look at you. Yeah. So obviously, I had no government. Con we just launched in <laughs> August. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy, um, Jamie, he's awesome. He's a supply chain director for the Navy. He. Uh, he said it's the fa he's 28 years with the Navy. It is the fastest order he has ever seen go, on, go through. It's 24 hours for 50,000 masks. And I wasn't wow. even on a government contract. I go. am now. They fast-tracked it. Yeah. Um, so we're on contract yeah, with the Navy and the Marines. Um, there's all different pockets of the Navy. Course, Someone yeah. called me from NCIS. I'm like, like the TV show? No. So, yeah. So, yeah. Dang. So when are you getting on Space Force? You, be... you know, it's funny you should say that. So I've become friends with these guys. I mean, they're yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, they're all happen to be guys, but like really good friends over the phone. I'm like, when all this passes, like, can I fly out to Virginia and like you put me on a warship or whatever? They're like, uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. So, my, and then like, we'll go to, then I'll go to California. Um, I'll bring my husband. He really wants to come to go see the Navy SEALs out there. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, it's That's like nuts. Awesome. All because of like face masks. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it needs to be a supply too, so you're you fill the niche, definitely. So when it comes to your I guess business overall and when it when it comes to like your daily activities, what do you do you have like a morning routine that you like to stick to <laughs> or are you do you just have every day something new really? So as far as like what comes at me every day, it's yeah. new every day. Are there things that I know I have to do? Like is, is the list like all of us, no matter what, is the list always huge? So there's definitely priority items that my team and I have every day. Of course. I, the moment I wake up, I start working. Like some yeah. people, you know, and you read all these books, you're like, oh, I should be doing that. I should meditate for 10 minutes. <laughs> I should drink my tea under the flowers and hear the birds chirping. No, that would literally bring me anxiety. Like, so, because I also love what I do. Um, no, I go right into work. I, coffee is the first thing in the morning. Uh, I make a cup of coffee. 
Um, I used to, before the pandemic, I used to kind of, I had these 30 Google alerts that I would read from these baller companies that I aspired to be like, like the Harvard Business Journal. Yeah. And every morning I would just quickly kind of see what the, the points are for, for the day. I haven't done yeah. that in three months. Um, I just don't have time. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? And I actually, You're one of those companies. we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah. So no, um, I have to work out, which is funny that I did not. The only the team laughs. The only working out I did for the first seven weeks was walking from my front door to our mailbox. <laughs> I, I've never not worked out for seven yeah. weeks, yeah. but I just had to stay so laser focused. And if I did have free time, I just had to sleep or like watch The Real Housewives or yeah. you know <laughs> eat a bagel. I mean something. Yeah. I had to do something. I just physically couldn't move. My brain was taking up enough energy. Well, you have some of those days where it's like okay, I just need to unwind for a minute and reflect myself so I can prepare for the next day. And right, then, right. You know, when it, you kind of mentioned it already in terms of like the books, is there anything that you've read recently that you've really enjoyed or something that you always go back to as a good influence? Yeah, I always go back to, um, actually there's a few things. And I there's one book that I read probably five years ago and I, I wish I remembered the name of it. <laughs> but there was one sentence or so in it that literally carries me through every decision I make. It said, no matter if you make $5,000 a year or $5 billion a year, those people, whoever they are, they still have fears. It's the most important thing is what do you do when you experience that fear? Like uh, someone making a bazillion dollars. And, and it's funny because I was thinking like, oh, if they're making $5 billion a year, what do they have to be fearful of? No, yeah. it's the, uh, losing their $5 billion, right. or, you know, I mean, <laughs> getting sued. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So for me, whenever I feel like, um, oh, I can't do this or oh, that kind of like ego putting a wall up. Now I'm much, I just kind of break that wall down and just keep going. Um, so I, that's a piece of advice, but NPR, How I Built This, a podcast. Oh, I love that one. Literally, yeah. it's like the OG of podcasts. Like <laughs> even when I was still doing medical equipment sales, yeah. I would, my territory was uh, Louisiana, so I would drive a lot. And I would just play that. And the first one I ever listened to was uh, Sarah Blakely by Spanx. Yeah, yeah. And her story, and here I am like in the middle of trying to develop my fabric. And she's literally saying like, I lived in Florida. I was a sales rep. I'm trying to design this fabric. I'm flying up to North Carolina, which is literally where my fabric's made. Right, yeah. And you know, at the time it wasn't. And um, she's like, I just kept knocking on the doors and cold calling and no one would give me a shot because I'm a small company and I'm a woman. And I'm literally driving, I'm like, oh, she's speaking my language. And you know, and then obviously we've all heard of Spanx and she's yeah. just, obviously she's a wonderful person, I believe. And then also she's great at business. And I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can, so I also say that to myself a lot too. Like if she can do it, or re referring to anyone, then I can do it. That's incredible. That's incredible. So I have I have a question for you, and this is lay it on of, me, Jesse. That's this is kind of going a little <laughs> off topic. Um, so I've got two words for you: TikTok. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> and this is also bringing it to your team because yeah. I, you know, I started following you months and months and months ago, and um, it was just you and one you know, <laughs> doing y'all's dances on yeah. TikTok on yeah. Instagram, and then it became like three, yeah. and then it became four, and then it became like ten. How many can we so, fit in one frame? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it looks like your your team. And by the way, I love those TikTok videos. Thank it's you. Incredible. Um, but how many do you have on your team now? Because it seems like you guys are just growing exponentially. We do. So we literally had two people on the team. Um, Amanda Kotler, director of operations. She's been part of the team for a little over two years. And right now, including all the sewers, about sixty. That's awesome. About sixty people. Yeah. And it's um, when I say it out, like, you know, a lot of times people don't take the time. To like really think about it, um, 
but it is a beautiful feeling to know that without these masks and without us just having this opportunity to give back that we're able to, to employ yeah. um, a lot of people as well. Yeah, yeah. and TikToks, that's actually really, so I'm not actually on TikTok because I know I just get sucked right in, but we have a rule like with the team, like you have to do something, we as a team have to do something fun every day. Yeah. And usually it's a TikTok video and uh, it's been really cool to see people that, even like some of the guys that, you know, I don't know, I don't know. You show them that dance, the music goes on, they're like pushing me to the back row, you know. Yeah. So we've been doing that. I even I even took a step and I'm like, you know what? LinkedIn is like really like business and business. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw a TikTok video up there because really that, that you know, you can't just always be working. I'm so serious. I'm like, I'm going to throw a TikTok video on my LinkedIn. And there's a guy who used to be um, a a baller with the Steve Harvey show and he actually called me we had a chat last week he's like Megan that TikTok video on LinkedIn I'm like oh you know yeah, everything yeah. else I put up there he's, he didn't even see but the TikTok was cool yeah. so kind of good to shake things up yeah. a little bit no, Are, do you do awesome. TikTok have you guys done it so my I've got my little sister and a bunch of other people like that work with me and everything they they keep telling me I need to to get on it because I, I do it on Facebook and Instagram and they're like, you gotta do TikTok. Like you and your little kid would be that awesome. That would be cute. So I don't, no. Because I think I'll get sucked into it. I know, I, I, actually one of the girls on our team, uh, she's a flight attendant and she had a flight, she had a four hour layover. And she had just downloaded TikTok like the day before and she's like literally four, she's like next thing to my four hours is over and I'm like, yeah, no, I, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no. You I can't. TikTok? No, I, don't, I think I have an account, but I haven't, I haven't done any TikTok. You're, you're, one of, you're one of those people that just look around? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> With all the coronavirus stuff, yeah. I've, I've dedicated into the business, and yeah. that's been the main focus. And I've really been enjoying these interviews that we've been doing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Get sure. new and thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, this is fun. So yeah. I'm so happy to. When it comes to, uh, I guess, within your business, what was there ever a turning? What was the turning point for you? They said this is going to be this is going to be great, or what was that? That one spot is like, okay, I can make this could be my lifestyle. Yep. What was that moment for you? It was early on. Um, it's funny, I was thinking about that before. It was one of two things, but another one just popped in my head like really early. So a friend of mine, Tabby, here in town, she just knows everything that's going on. She just knows everything. And on a Friday, she said to me on Monday, they were having a pitch competition over at Station Houston for the French American business like group. I never put together a pitch in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, how many minutes? You know, 20? She's like, you know, three minutes and you need a PowerPoint. I'm like, I stink at PowerPoint. Like, you know, it's all the, I'm like, oh my, and standing in front of a group and I've never really shared openly what I'm doing. Yeah. Fabric had not been patented yet. It's just kind of in the beginning stages, but I had already quit my corporate job. This is what's happening. And so I will never forget it. I walk in the huge room at Station Houston, whoever's been there. And there is a sea of men, in my mind, there's like a sea of a hundred men in suits. And I decided to wear workout clothes. Yeah. Now, I didn't have any samples, I didn't even like start making anything yet, but I wore like a cute shirt, you know, sneakers that I painted myself, you know. So, and even like the presenter, the people that were pitching, everyone's in a suit. And, and I'll be honest, I felt insecure. And so I, I just did. And so anyway, I get up there and I give my three minute pitch and I, you know, back in the day, I'm like, who here likes stinky workout clothes? You know, to kind of get the audience yeah. going. And at the end of it, I'm, li I will, I'm literally leaving because my insecurity to go walk in the back of the room, like cut through the audience just to go in the back because it, it wasn't really like no one won, but it was cool to like just practice pitching and then people come up to you and ask questions. Yeah. And I remember walking through the, the audience and there's four people coming, like three gentlemen and a woman, beautifully dressed, 
walking towards me. And I, I literally motioned my body to let them walk by me. Because I thought there's no, I can almost shed a tear. I thought there's no way they're coming to talk to me. Yeah. No. From then and an hour and a half later, I was surrounded by people, complete strangers, Ooh. asking me questions about the fabric. And, and so they were not walking by me, they were walking to, to me. Yeah. That is when I knew, okay, I'm on to something. Yeah, revolutionary. Yeah, that not was when, it. Uh, not when What's His Face uh, mentored you. Oh, Tillman? Yeah. Oh, but then I already knew that's, I had it. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> now, that was like three years later. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Till, I mean, uh, no, the Tillman, that was all, I mean, that's been incredible as well. I mean, yeah. but they're just, I get excited about all of it and it's just different as I'm in different stages of the company I keep getting these signs that Megan you're on to something like you're on and I always knew that this fabric would be used for more than you know stinky work you know workout yeah. clothes yeah. but you got to start somewhere so I always tell everyone they're like oh I have this idea I don't really know where to start I'm like pick one area pick one niche market and just go for it and then it'll blossom from there and whether it's God or the community or universe it will if you're open to it, it will show you where to go next yeah and so one thing that I, I really, really just admire about you and your company is, you know, when you first started, it you weren't afraid to spend money, like from your pictures to your interviews to ev everything. Because I mean, I remember, because um, last time we had talked, like kind of did an interview, mm -hmm. you were saying, yeah, I've got a photo shoot, like, you know, tomorrow. And I was just thinking it was like, oh, just, you know, snap, snap. You had like a production, mm -hmm. like video and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's awesome. And it, it shows that, you know, you do have to spend money to make money, and that's that's incredible. Well, I also learned the hard way. So, <laughs> and, you know, it's fun. You 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 fake it till you make it. In yeah. the beginning of Excel, um, it was it's been self funded. I have an investor now, but in the beginning, for it was self funded for the first few years. Yeah. I literally would just be like a dude with a camera. Yo, can you do our photo shoot? <laughs> yeah. And so we'd have like a six hour photo shoot, and let's and you know the models and the outfits and the planning and a lot of work goes behind it. This you know where you're gonna go and how it's gonna look. And the photos weren't that good. Yeah. So I got burned a lot. And you know, what's the expression? Like you, you pay for what you get, you get what you pay for. And so, yeah, so I've had great, you know, photo, you know, photographers, videographers um, here in Houston that, that I still use. And it, honestly, they become friends. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. When, when we kind of touched on this uh, as, a, as the last question, in regards to like giving advice to young entrepreneurs or someone that's graduating high school, what what a piece of advice for young, whether it be millennials or Gen Z, what do you have for them coming into the world of business, whether it be an entrepreneur or seeking another path in terms of uh, Sure. I, there's a few pieces of advice, and this is from, this is from personal experience. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask for help. And like there are gonna be questions that you perceive as dumb. I mean, and those such no, dumb, no, I mean, there are some dumb questions, I guess. I don't know. But like, all I know is I would call these fabric scientists on the East Coast, and I all I, all I knew was how to spell the word fabric. Like, yeah. I didn't know anything. And so I'd ask questions in a, in a humble, kind way. And I remember my first phone call was with David Sasso with Bueller, Bueller Yarns, and he now supplies our Supreme. I'll never forget it. Cold called him. And he gave me all this information, and I'm literally just scribbling it down. So the next phone call where I would cold call some, at least I had some words that I could say in the right context. So don't be afraid to ask for help because no matter how successful somebody is or how su successful you perceive them to be, yeah. they started not knowing anything at one point in their life. No one just wakes up and all of a sudden they have a $10 million company um, or a successful restaurant or whatever it is. Um, that's my first piece of advice. Second piece of advice is there are going to be people, um, sometimes people closest to you in your life that are not supportive and they think it's a dumb idea or they, whatever it is, and they're, 
They're just telling you it's not a good idea. Of course. And a lot of time that actually has nothing to do with you. It's that person projecting onto you. Like maybe they wish they could do it, but maybe they, they can't, or they would, they would love to do it, but they're fearful to do it. So there's going to be a lot of people with their opinions <laughs> around <Okay>. you. <laughs> and okay. so if it means you have to like gently push out some people that are not supportive out of your life, um, or just not as involved, Trust me, there are so many people that want to help. It's, you got you to get rid of the negativity to bring in the positivity. Of course. Wow. That's, that's some <laughs> great piece of advice for all of the young people out there, or even older people as well. Yeah. People that hey, any No, my yeah. mom actually sent me a mag. I'll never, so my mom's back in Rhode Island. She sent me an article. Oh, no, she saved it. An AARP article about some guy who started his own company is now worth millions, and he was like 63. So she's like, see, really? Megan, anyone can do it. I'm like... I didn't know you thought I was too old to start a company in the first place, but you know, but yeah, you're never too old to do something like new. I'm 28, mom. I'm yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Uh, so when it comes to um, your career and acting your business, is there any particular mentor that's stuck out to you? And is there any piece of advice that really resonated? I, like five people just popped in my head. Um, I have two mentors from a, it was a, a business competition sponsored by HCC and New Spring. Okay. Actually, there were three mentors. Um, Frank Monticelli, Steve Rosencrantz, and Robert Westheimer. Wow. And they were my mentors a couple of years ago in this competition, and they're still mentors today. Um, it's funny, one of, and we're all Facebook friends too, which would be interesting. <laughs> one of the mentors is kind of a hard ass, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, he is, and then the other one is like really kind and think I can do no wrong and I don't need him but he still has excellent advice. And so it's been nice to get feedback from people that have just weight, all their jobs are very different. Um, but as far as a piece of advice that a mentor has given me, know my numbers. Know your numbers. Yep, so you can have the best product or service in the world. And if you don't keep track of raw materials or numbers or cost or profit loss, I mean, if you don't keep track of that, next thing you know, you're out of cash and you have no idea why you're out of cash. Oh, and always save cash. And whenever mm. you can get cash, get the cash. Yeah. Because full disclosure, this pandemic, I had some cash and uh, I didn't have enough cash because what happened was the government, they got over, they purchased over 120,000 masks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't pay until at least 30 days after they receive the shipment. Mm. So I had to pay cash to get a hundred and you know, blah, blah, mass made out of my cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I had to be very resourceful because yeah. um, I did not have enough cash in the bank to do that. But I'm like, hell or high water, I'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna wait till you get your check on taxes and then just yeah. <laughs> 30 days afterwards? Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When, do you have a question? No, no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I guess with uh, the ever-evolving uh, with your new products and things like that, where, where do you see Excel going in the future? Is there something that you want to promote currently that you're working on uh, or you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, so we, of course, most people know us as an apparel company. We started out with the t-shirts and tanks for men and women um, and right before Corona hit, I was working on inventing uh, leggings fabric that's oh, antibacterial. Nice. And and actually, Jess was asking me about shorts, you know, before yeah. before the interview. And so, of course, I'd want like for men shorts, like the underwear, the liner, if there is one, to be antibacterial. 
all that got put on hold because yeah. of masks. Yeah. Um, and so now basically we're gonna have two companies. I, I'm talking to my attorney about how to structure it because I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely gonna have a Excel Health, I think we're gonna call it. Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't say that, I haven't trademarked it yet or whatever, but <laughs> you know, I live and learn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so not only are we doing masks now, but we're doing isolation gowns uh, for like, they're really needed like in the hospitals and the dental industry. Course, yeah. um, so we're working on a, an order right now for isolation gowns for a hospital network. Uh, and they want half a million gowns. So really anything, even like the NCIS, they reached out because they bought a bunch of masks. They're like, hey, um, we ordered hand sanitizer and like, no, it was wipes and spray disinfectant back in March and we haven't gotten it yet. This is two weeks ago. He's like, can you get some for us? I'm like, I sure can. Like if there is a paying customer and yeah. all they need is a product, we will find the product. And that's like advice for everyone. Don't ever say no. If someone asks you for something, don't ever say no. Even if the answer is no, give them an alternative. Like, you know, I can't do it, but let me introduce you to someone that can. Like, because that person might come back to you six months from now, like, you know, you were so nice to like introduce me to someone, and then boom, they buy like a million dollars of things from you. Yeah. There you go. That's fantastic advice. This is an advice column now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sending your questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess we're, we're kind of coming, coming to the end here, and well, everything you've given, I love it. Your story's amazing, so thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Yeah. Is there um, a failure or an experience that you had that you was like one of the best learning moments for you? Huh. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember when I went to college, you know, born and raised Rhode Island, went to Virginia. I remember my parents like drove me down in the minivan when, you know, freshman, and they were like, bawling their eyes out. Like, I'm like, am I about to die? Like, what's going on? <laughs> they ended up telling me years later, they were so nervous to drop me off at college because I was so trusting of people. Mm -hmm. And that's just my personality. And it still is, I see the good in it. I see the good in everyone. But now I'm more mindful of just not giving all of myself or all of my company until I get to know the person. But I always meet someone and just see the good. About three years ago, I was three and a half. I was working with a factory up in uh, New Jersey. I'll drop a name, not the name of the factory. Yeah. And they were making my sample fabric. My at the time I didn't have a name for it, but Prima fabric. And so yeah. I paid them for the samples and you know whatever, whatever. At this point, I had already filed for the the patent. It's, it's a PCT patent, 120 countries, whatever, whatever. I met. I emailed the owner of the factory, who I've flown there and met with yeah. them, like, and um, copied the sales guy. And I basically said, um, you know, what's the name of the equipment that makes the single knit jersey? Like, whatever. And the sales guy writes back and he says, uh, yeah, um, I don't know how you're going to get a patent. He's like, you don't own the proprietary information. He's like, if you don't place an order, like a large volume order, basically immediately, yeah. we're, we own your fabric and we're going to sell it under our name. I am telling you what, it takes a lot to get me mad. Oh, yeah. I like, hey. it, it, oh, in the last sentence. If your attorney has any questions, have him call me. And the first thing I wanted to be like, yo, my attorney's a female. But, you know, I didn't say, but, so anyway, I got off the phone, make a long story short, friends of friends that are attorneys here in Houston, resolved it, threatened them, sent some letters, whatever. Um, but legally, they had no leg to stand on. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to burn the place down, oh, making man. sure nobody was in there. That was like the Northeast coming out, <laughs> um, of course. Uh, yeah. But what I learned is, from a business standpoint, 
send everybody an NDA. Like if yeah. you think that like, oh, I trust this person, they're really nice, it's a friend of a friend, before you have any conversation about an idea, a service you wanna provide, a product, get an NDA signed. And make sure it's not like an NDA you pulled off Google. Like yeah. anyone listening to this, just reach out to me on Facebook privately and if you need an attorney to get an NDA, it's not expensive, but it could literally yeah. save, it could save your company, millions, thousands. So yeah, piece of advice is always have that legal documentation signed up front. And because I did, because I got that advice from somebody, you, you know, there was they, they didn't sell my fabric. Good, screw them. But man, woo-wee. Uh, baby, yeah. I got a couple. I don't want to say anything bad about Jersey because I got family no, I, there, I'm a Northeasterner, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Northeasterner, but woo-wee. That's well, perfect, Megan. Where can everyone find you, whether it be on social media? We know you're on TikTok. <laughs> no, actually not on TikTok. Yeah, but yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. So, Facebook is just Megan Eddings, E D D I N G S. Um, Excel Lifestyle on Facebook, uh, A C C E L Lifestyle. Uh, Instagram, same thing, Axel Lifestyle. My personal Instagram uh, is M E G A N, the letter D, and then 1431. Um, I like to post a lot of like funny things on there um, and like dancing and just like whatever. My husband yeah. rebuilds Defenders, and so he just finished oh, two yeah. of them, so I just put videos up on that. Land Rover Defenders. Oh, okay. The way I describe awesome. it, I'm like, if they don't know, I'm like, it's like the SUV is the James Bond, James yeah. Bond drives. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah. but thank you. And if anyone wants to make an order for your amazing yep. clothing, where, where, where yeah, I probably should give the website. Here I am, like, <laughs> oh, I dance a lot, you know. What I, it's uh, Excel Lifestyle, A C C E L Lifestyle dot com. Perfect. And, <laughs> and I can that. actually, yeah. and I'll attest, you know, I I have two shirts now, and all the masks, and um, you know, it's it's an amazing product. I mean, amazing. I actually went. A week and a half without washing my shirt just to see if my yeah. wife would know because she didn't believe it yeah she did not know whatsoever nice, yeah nice. so it's, it's an amazing product so i mean yeah thank yes you so antibacteria much for fabric awesome. and thank you Th yeah. you you were the first ones to get the fly the flag shirt yeah. the stars, yeah. stars and stance. as soon as it yeah. came out i was waiting yeah yeah. Got it. yeah yeah we're actually doing something fun around fourth of july this year as it relates oh, really? to flags uh, and yeah. stuff that's all i'm going to say all right yeah i like it well, everyone, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for watching. Get this amazing clothing. Provide it for your significant other, <laughs> uh, your family, that stinky guy friend. Totally. Yeah. Everyone has at least Ladies, one. Get <laughs> Ladies, give it to your stinky guy friend that really needs it. Just a yeah. little piece of the sneaky advice. Yeah. Early <laughs> birthday <laughs> gift. Early yeah. Birthday yeah. Birthday yeah. Perfect. So thank you so Thank much. you, Dylan. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Jesse. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Cheers. This is where we're going to end. Bye-bye, everyone. Woo! Bye, that was awesome. Let's do it.